far post. Giroud! And Olivier Giroud moves on to 51 French goals, drawing level with the great Thierry Henry. Hello and welcome to Say A Spotlight Season 2, Episode 15. We're your hosts, Jake and Matt. And this is our World Cup special, where we'll also be talking about the most important thing in life, the Serie A. Bravo. Okay. It is currently the 1st of December. We would have liked to record this episode after the round of 16 participants had been settled. But I am off to Africa and that will not be possible. Exactly. Unfortunately, he's yes. off to Africa. Yes, it's going to be an absolute blast. You have two weeks without me. In those two weeks, I'm hoping that Matt takes care of the content and will be dishing out podcast episodes, at least two episodes. Right, bro? Look, <laughs> look, you guys are going to need to wake me up, okay? Because yeah. Jake's out for two weeks and I'm going to want to sleep for two weeks. <laughs> but I'm going to have to get my shit together and dish out some content. DM, say a spotlight, tweet us out, whatever. Hashtag Matt. Please, okay? <laughs> Matt, please, okay? And that will hopefully wake him up and make him know that the people are expecting something out of him. No, I hope the listeners know that I love doing this more than anything else and that it won't be a problem to get some content from me. Yeah. Just finding the right people to join me, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are a few people listening right now who would love to be on. Maybe Chesco. Chesco's in Rome, though. Ah, I see. Oh, okay. He is. He oh, is. Maybe he's coming down in December. You work Maybe with a couple know. of Seiya heads, no? No, they're all Prem heads, man. Okay. They're all Prem heads. Well, you'll, you'll find someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking, while we're on the topic of holidays, bro, you went to Florence recently. I did. I couldn't help but notice through Key's stories that you had ramen a few days into <laughs> your Florence experience. What, what's, what, what the fuck's going on, bro? <laughs> Are you uncultured? What the, Look, who the fuck goes to Florence and eats ramen? You know that when I go to Italy, I have cornetto and cappuccino for breakfast. I then have <laughs> pasta, pizza, espresso, red wine. That's the way I do it. Fact of the matter. When you're not eating ramen. No, the fact. <laughs> Fact of the matter is, in Florence, one of the most beautiful places I have been to, by the way, there are um, a lot and a lot of expats, a lot of tourists, and a lot of the restaurants in the main areas are tourist traps. So Key's fucking carbonara had truffle in it, for example. Oh, que schifo. The, <laughs> the, the crust on my pizza was a little bit thick-like, and, and maybe the mozzarella wasn't, wasn't as runny as it should be. So we felt a bit robbed. Um, we were looking up authentic restaurants, and every time we went, it was still a fucking tourist trap. I'm sure we could have been like on the left side of the river. It would have been better, for example. So we took matters into our own hands, and we're like, look, I mean, this won't be authentic anyway, but at least we'd have had some ramen while we were here. So yeah. we got some ramen. It was really nice. And yes, we made fun- quite a funny video out of it. Nice. That's that's good to hear, bro. I particularly love the story you told me before uh, um, of your wine tasting experience. Perhaps <laughs> we should get through that before we get to the football. Yes. Um, so it, it wasn't exactly a wine tour that we went on, um, but we did stop in Chianti. So what me and Key do when we go on holiday is rather than renting a car, since we'd only use it for one day, is we'd get this bus that takes us around some really cool spots, like places we'd go with the car. Um and this one took us to San Gimignano, a beautiful little fortified city. Um, it took us to Siena and it took us to Chianti. Chianti is my favorite wine. So obviously I was enjoying myself. This guy was pouring us wine and serving us like salami and shit. And we we're just yelling out ratings. We we're getting drunk with all the people with us. Now, 
a lot of them were American. Um, there are a, there's a large percentage of the population of Florence being American because there are uh, a lot of expats kind of want to retire. There are a lot of American people want to retire in a romantic city such as Florence. Just as there is a large percentage of people who are from America and listen to say a spotlight, right? So thread carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with Americans. I love the USA. Come on, USA! Yeah, loud drinkers. <laughs> loud <laughs> they drinkers. get very loud, but yeah. so do the Mediterranean, so no problems there. Um, so yeah, we're enjoying ourselves with a lot of Americans And there are also 10 people that were of Asian descent over there And I do this thing When I see people from different places of the earth I try to guess where they're from mm. Where they live, what they do, who they are And obviously I try to guess their nationality And I was looking at the Asian people and I was saying Is this a game you play to yourself? or do you- Just with okay, myself, okay, just okay. with myself I say, okay, that, that guy there, he's, he's Japanese. That, that woman is, is South Korean and, and that kid is Chinese. Okay, okay, I, th- I, think, I think I've got this. We're obviously drinking and we all start introducing ourselves. And every single one of these Asian people were from Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Seattle, Washington, New York, Los Angeles. There was the guy from Los Angeles didn't speak a word of English. Like, no, no, like no. I'm from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, immigrants, and then they they raise their kids to be basically they sound American. They are American, you know. It's it's a yeah. Very you spend thing. enough time in a place, and you and you identify with that yeah. place, then yeah. So yes, um, we're gonna go through the Serie players participating in the World Cup and how they have performed thus far. If you notice from our intro, of course, we highlighted the great Olivier Giroud's second goal against Australia. That was his fifty-first goal yes, for France. He has equaled Thierry Henry's record and has become the joint top scorer for the French national team with fifty-one goals. What do you think, bro? So everyone here knows how much we love Giroud. You know, he's he's my fucking lock screen. For crying out loud. <laughs> it's funny though that when I speak to French people, they don't really, at least the ones I spoke to, don't really value yeah, the Giroud. Ones, the ones I speak to don't rate him. They call him a go-kart. That's yeah. Oh man, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, them telling me, no, Benzema, no, Griezmann, no, Mbappe. Yeah. Look, fact of the matter is this guy blossomed late yes. for club and country. He started playing for France in 2011. Exactly. And he managed to get 51 goals, tied with Thierry Henry. Yes. Claimed a god for the French football fans, which he is. But ladies and gentlemen, Olivier Giroud goes down with history alongside this man. They both won the World Cup Yeah, for France. Exactly. Um, 116 games is what it took Olivier Giroud to score 51 goals. That's an that's a very good return. And it's crazy when, when you consider that he didn't score a single goal in the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, he could have, he'd be ahead of him had he scored at least one. Exactly. But yeah, that's the utility striker. He is the selfless legend, Olivier Giroud. Yes, sir. So no. we've obviously, bro, we've, we've had some beautiful moments in this World Cup so far. Yes, you know, the, the Saudi Arabias and the Senegals, the, the Cameroons, the Japans. So on and so forth. Alongside that, brother, we've had some very funny moments. Some hilarious moments. So many to choose from, but you are kind enough to make a compilation of your favorites. Yes, sir. So here that goes. I'm not going to say that I'm looking better than him, which is is true, but... (laughs) Today I feel uh, gay. Excuse me, what is missing? Guys, sorry, you're live on Sky News. Your reaction to the win? Uh, we lost. 
Sorry, reaction to the loss and apologies. Reaction to the loss. Shit. Apologies for the language. Do you know Hansi Flick? Sorry? Do you know Hansi Flick? Hansi Flick. Was ist das? Bundestrainer, German coach. Aha. Bravo! 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 La Corea del Sud con Kim 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 Jung Wang Naso Lin e Wang. <laughs> They're too good, bro. Let's just run you through them quickly in case you did not recognize what those were. Um, the first one is the infamous Pierce Morgan interview with Cristiano Ronaldo, where he publicly states that he's not going to say that he's better looking than Wayne Rooney, but then he does. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, fair enough. Yeah, I agree. You know, obviously, much better looking. Yeah. Uh, more humble? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> the next one was Infantino saying that he feels a little bit gay today. <laughs> he felt many things, bro, to be honest. He uh, felt Arab. He felt African. He felt African. Yeah, he felt many things. And he also compared the plight of being an immigrant worker in conditions that could actually kill you to being born with freckles. So, <laughs> yes. um, Infantino is clearly a man who has been through many hardships. Um, you can tell when you see him on your television screen sitting on a custom-made sofa watching wow. all the fucking World Cup games, you know. Madonna. That was yeah. so funny, man. He, was, he looked like an evil Bond he, he's, villain. He's like, an evil man. Bond villain, bro. And he always has a different sofa for every match. It's hilarious. <laughs> the next one, one of my favorites. Where is Missy? <laughs> where, where is Missy? That has to be, honestly, one of my favorite moments in football history. It's for Saudi so Arabia funny. to beat Argentina, who are hailed to be one of the favorites to win the yeah. World Cup. Saudi Arabia... One of the worst teams, quite frankly. One player will go down in memory forever. He'll go down in history. Al Dawsari. Al Dawsari. What a player. What a fucking finish on him. It's a real yeah. shame Saudi Arabia couldn't get it done. And we're very disappointing against Mexico. They played well in their second game, but couldn't quite um, replicate that performance against Mexico. Maybe the pressure was too much. The Mexicans them, were hungry as well, brother. They, were, they, they, they were, had to get they goals. They were starving. Yeah. They had the, all their people, you know, the circuit, the pride that Mexicans of have. Course, and the patriotism. Yeah. Of course. And obviously Poland infamously going through because they had two lesser yellow cards exactly. than Mexico. And, so heartbreaking. And they have one of the best goalkeepers out there at the moment, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next clip was a, a couple of Wales fans being Wales fans. The, the interviewer asks them, uh, what do you think about the win? And one of them says, we lost. And then he says, uh, how do you think it went? And then the guy says, shit. And then mm. he says, apologize for the language. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I mean, that's what you get. You, you interview someone whose team just lost. You don't know who you're They would have had a few drinks, but they wouldn't have had a few. They probably would have had some before. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you know Hansi Flick? It was a, was another fun one. A question asked to Takuma Asano. Hansi Flick, of course, is the German manager. Takuma Asano is the Japanese player who scored the winning goal against Germany. He did not know what that word was. That word was indeed the name of the German manager. <laughs> So disrespectful. Hey, the man should know who Hansi Flick is. Yeah, I mean, he spent so long preparing. You know? Maybe he didn't understand the pronunciation, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, the next one was Nagatomo saying bravo, something he learned during Amazing. his Inter games. Anything Nagatomo does will end up on this podcast. Exactly. I, I can't believe he loved still Nagatomo. plays, man, Nagatomo. Yeah, hey, I couldn't, when I saw him, I was like, whoa, and he has red hair now mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. um, trying to understand Infantino's struggle. <laughs> the final clip we had over there was uh, the Italian commentator announcing South Korea's lineup. Uh, they had, their goalkeeper was called Kim. And their entire back four consisted of Kim, 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 and Kim. That was a fun one. 
Very fun. I, I saw people saying that, that uh, the commentator is going to have such a hard time. No, he's not. Yeah. Someone at the back gets it. That's Kim. There we go. Easy. Plays it laterally. Plays the ball to Kim. Someone scores off a corner. You're not sure who it is. It's Kim! <laughs> <laughs> you have a good chance of getting it right. Now, does this Kim start for league leaders Napoli? Yeah. Or does he play in the Chinese Super League? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's Kim. Exactly. Yes. Before, obviously, we get into the World Cup stuff, this is primarily a Serie A podcast and there's something that needs to be discussed urgently okay yeah. there's some drama involving juventus what's yeah. going on brother so basically uh, i'm sure you guys heard but anielli vice president pavel nedved and ceo maurizio arrivabene are among 15 15 members of juve who could face a trial for alleged false accounting and irregularities in player transfers with arrest warrants rumored to be prepared former director of sport Paratici, who left the club to take over Tottenham in the Premier League last year, is also part of this list because of his involvement from 2018. So this timeline starts around the start of the pandemic, basically. Um, Juve said that 23 players agreed to reduce their salary for four months to help the club through the financial crisis that pretty much everyone was going through. Juve a bit more than most because they had just signed Cristiano Ronaldo for 116 million and paid him 31 million annually. So that left the club absolutely financially screwed. Prosecutors claim that all the players only gave up one month of their salary as opposed to the four that Juve said they did. Because of that, um, there's basically a misbalance in their books. This could lead Juve to face a serious penalty, which could include point deduction, which they had already faced 16 years ago during the Calciopoli scandal. I thought they were just relegated. It was it was like a, such a significant point deduction that it got them relegated, I oh, believe. Shit. I, I remember... It's like a 70-point deduction? What? Yeah, I, I, I remember Milan had gotten like minus 15 points and Inter had won the league because the two teams above them, one of them got relegated and the other one got a 15-point yeah. deduction. Yeah, that was for fixing matches indirectly through yellow cards accumulated in matches yeah. other than Juve. Yeah. yeah, this this is, uh, on the other hand, a, a classic case of a misbalance in books. You're invoicing something, you're reporting something else, you're hiding another thing. And in this case, they were hiding that the, the money that they were sending to their players. So they didn't meet the financial regularities and they were pretending to meet the financial regularities. So that is a big case. The entire board decided to resign over that. The likes of fucking Agnelli and Nedved resigned for yeah. Juve. Just as as soon as things started looking good for Juve this season. Yeah, man. Um, terrible timing for them. They had just picked up momentum. They hadn't conceded a goal in ages, they, had, they were on a winning streak, you know, their players were just coming back from injury and now they have to deal with this drama, bro. How is this going to develop? It's, it's not looking good, man. And, and I know that we've seen um, in certain times where we thought penalties should have been harsher than they were for certain things, even that Juve had done. But this time, I think it's worse. Yeah. The, this is actually very, very serious. This is a legal blunder. Exactly. Arrest warrants are yeah. rumored to be prepared. Now, rumored to be, exactly, they are prepared. <laughs> now, the, 
the thing is, Juve had been investigated a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, yeah. um, due to some inflated prices. That was yeah. the accusation. Um, this had to do with, with the Aldero deal to Sampdoria, yes, mm. the Storaro deal to Genoa, the Arthur and Pjanic swapping involving mm. 70 million. Like Arthur and Pjanic said not even 70 million combined, <laughs> brother, let alone fucking individually. But anyway, um, the problem is those accusations were dropped formally because the FA couldn't actually prove the value uh-huh. of a player. Exactly. Because it's Bravo. subjective and it depends on the market. Exactly. But yeah, that's where... Juve find themselves now, it's a bit more serious than that. It is yeah. actually, you know, screwing with finances. Yeah. And, and that's obviously something we all know. Um, any football league is very strict with their regulations you need to keep in line with. And yeah, Juve are suffering because of that. And I'm excited yeah. to see what's going to come of it. Hey, point deduction, relegation, let's see. Perhaps nothing. Perhaps the individuals get charged. Mm. Um, this is interesting as well. UEFA have opened a formal investigation into Juve over the potential financial p- fair play breaches uh-huh. and uh, the club licensing breaches as well. Um, La Liga have <laughs> pushed for this to happen. Yeah. Uh, even weird. though they have Barcelona, who, in my opinion, is even the, more blatant than yes, Juve. My, yes, whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about Juve and we'll see how they react uh, coming into the season after this. Yeah. Good luck to you, man. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, Del, Del Piero is rumored as well to be apparently closer uh-huh. than ever to taking on a role at Juventus. He, he put a whole post, an Instagram post, saying that in a time like this, it's the most important time to support Juventus mm-hmm. when they're demonstrating blatant corruption. <laughs> that's, that's when you should applaud for Juventus the hardest. All right. Well done, bravo, Del Piero. <laughs> Well done, that year. <laughs> Legend. He had so, stayed with Juve when they were down in Serie B. Proper as well. gentleman, no, mm-hmm. yes. And it's true, though. The fans do need to come together. These times can be divisive. They can be hard. Um, but remember, this isn't the problem of the club. This is the problem of the individuals who are running the club at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. I'd be interested to see what happens with Agnelli and Ferrari. Ferrari did that something too. as well. Agnelli, I know you don't give a shit, yeah. but Agnelli owns Ferrari. And what happened with well. that mayor? Nothing say. so far. Nothing. Nothing. But, but, but Ferrari no, I happened. thought someone stepped down. From Ferrari, that was Mattia Benotto. Okay. He's the CEO. He, okay. he, he looks after the entire operation, basically. He used to be a mechanic for Michael Schumacher and he got promoted to, to that role. Cool. Um, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good story. Like. <laughs> Michael Schumacher's mechanic, he won seven world titles. Yeah, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to the World Cup, brother. Yes. This is what this episode is for, guys. Yes, sir. Shall we run through quickly the players who are currently featuring at the World Cup who play in Serie A and Serie B? Yeah, I won't say quickly because it's the entire premise of this episode. But yeah, yeah, we can can run through them. Let's do it, bro. So first of all, there are three teams in Serie A who do not have... A single player featuring in this World Cup. Who are these three teams, brother? Okay. So it could either be two things. It could either be teams that have mostly Italian players mm-hmm. in their team or the, newly, or the newly promoted teams. I would say Monza are a mix of both. Yeah, Monza are one of them. Monza don't have a single player featuring in the World Cup, which means, by the way, they're training as a unit right now. And, you know, full team doing full drills. They, they mm. might be good after the break. Mm. 
Now, I want to say, obviously, Cremonese and, and, and Lecce are, are easy choices, but I also feel that Empoli don't have many. So one of them's got to go. And I don't know which one. Cremonese have... Obviously, the centre-back, what's it? Umtiti isn't at the World Cup. No, no, he, he wasn't and Umtiti's up. with Lecce. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, I meant Lecce. Yeah. Um, I would have to say the other team is Lecce. Yes, so there's Monza, there's Lecce. And Empoli, I said and Empoli. Empoli yes, there we nice. go. Those are the three teams that nice. do not have any Cremonese, Cre- Cre- what, Afena John? They have Afena John, indeed, and they've got Vasquez playing for Mexico. Ah, Vasquez, okay. Now, there okay. are three teams from the Serie B who have players featuring in the Serie A. Who are they? Oh, from Serie B? Yes. I couldn't tell you. I was just listening to our podcast, uh, to, to our last episode in the car, and I heard Matthias bring one up, uh, an Australian gentleman. Yes, sir. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, oh, I know one of them is Glick. Yes. One uh, of them is Glick. Glick plays for Benevento, of course. So it's Benevento, Bari, and Brescia. Bari have Jadira of Morocco, while Brescia have Karacic of Australia. Ah, Karacic. Yeah. I knew he had an itch in his name. Yes, sir. So let's go. So Atalanta have one, two, three, four players featuring for them in the yeah. World Cup. Um, I hope I do not have to count them out loud manually every time. <laughs> 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 so yes, Atalanta have Pasalic, Mele, Darun and Coop Miners at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Pasalic, of course, representing Croatia. Mele representing Denmark, Darun and Coop Miners representing the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Bologna have got Abusher representing Switzerland and Skorupski representing Poland, even though he does not start. Cremonese, of course, as we discussed, have Vasquez, who plays with Mexico, and Athena John, who plays with Ghana. Fiorentina have Zurkowski featuring for Poland, Milinkovic and Jovic for Serbia, Amrabat for Morocco, and of course Nico Gonzalez originally had been called up by Argentina uh, but was withdrawn by the yeah. end of it, did not end up going um, due to injury, um, but it had been addressed by Italiano that he was mentally unavailable for exactly. Argentina as well. Yeah. Inter have Brozovic, had Onana, have Lukaku at the World Cup, of course. Um, let me tell you, they're representing actually Brozovic, of course, is representing Croatia. Onana is representing Cameroon. Lukaku is representing Belgium. Devry and Dumfries with the Netherlands. Lautaro Martinez and Correa representing Argentina. Juventus have Danilo and Alexandro, as well as Bremer representing Brazil. McKennie for the USA. Rabiot for France. Szczesny and Milik for Poland. Kostic and Vlaovic for Serbia. Paredes and Di Maria for Argentina. Juventus are actually the team that have the most players featuring at the World Cup in this area. Mr. Worldwide, huh? Yes, sir. Let's see how many of these guys take under the table deals. Lazio, <laughs> Lazio have Milinkovic Savic featuring for Serbia and Vecino, or Vecino rather, um, featuring for Uruguay. Milan have Simon Kier with Denmark, Dest at the USA. Um, Theo Hernandez and Giroud for France, De Telare for Belgium, Leao for Portugal, and Balotoura for Senegal. Napoli have got Anguissa representing Cameroon, Zielinski with Poland, Oliveira, Uruguay, Kim Jamin with South Korea, and Chucky Lozano representing Mexico. 
Roma have Zalewski <laughs> representing Poland, Vinya representing Uruguay, Rui Patricio for Portugal, Dybala for Argentina by Salernitana, have Piontek representing Poland, Dia representing Senegal, and Bron representing Tunisia. Sampdoria have Berezinski with Poland, Juricic with Serbia, and Sabiri with Morocco. Sassuolo only have Ehrlich at the World Cup, he's representing Croatia. Spezia have Ampadu with Wales, Kiwior with Poland. Torino have quite a few as well, they've got Vlasic with Croatia, Ricardo Rodriguez with Switzerland, Lukic, Radonjic, and Vanja Milinkovic-Savic with Serbia. Udinese have Ebosa with Cameroon, and Verona have Rustic with Australia. Hongla with Cameroon and Lazovic and Ilic with Serbia. Now, of course, I need to address also the Serie players. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we've already discussed the Benevento of Glick with Poland. Bari have Chedira with Morocco and Brescia have Karacic with Australia. Now, brother, let's start off by discussing the most successful outings from these guys, from this mm-hmm. extensive group and list of players. Let's start off with France, who have Theo Hernandez, Rabiot, and Olivier Giroud. They all played brilliantly, to be yeah. honest. Um, they probably all started because other people were out injured. Yeah, That's but it. I mean, not saw... all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them, literally. There's Pogba, I guess, would have started instead of Rabiot, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Benzema Benjamin. instead of Giroud. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Theo Hernandez's brother instead of him. Uh, yeah, he got apparently. injured. That's why he came in. Yeah. Apparently, well, um, as a left back, Theo is much better. It's daft, in my opinion. How can you not start Theo Hernandez? Mm. You know, Giroud. Okay, I get it. You start Benzema. Fine, mm-hmm. fine, fair enough. Even Rabiot at the moment is hard to bench. Huh? Yeah, uh-huh. I think he would have started anyway. Maybe Theo has what two assists, man. Yeah, he's, been, he's been he's been super. He really changed the game against Australia when he came on, and he's been superb throughout. Um, Giroud, of course, has been old, reliable. You know, it's so funny to see, like, it's been 25 minutes and mm-hmm. Olivier Giroud has only had one touch. <laughs> <laughs> or three touches. Wait, you know? man, just wait. Yeah, wait, give him a ball in the box. Come on. But yeah, anyway, enough about that. We praise this guy, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Rabiot, of course, has continued his Zinedine Rabiot form. Yeah. Um, he carried that into the World Cup and he has been instrumental for France in midfield. Yeah. Especially in the first game, man. He asserted himself, he even got himself a goal. He did, yeah. He looked incredible. Next up, shall we discuss... Chesney. Chesney mm. has saved two penalties, two penalties, one of them on Messi, especially... Fucking incredible save. It's the same old confidence, Chesney shrugging off, you know, no problem, no problem, he said to the Argentina players as they were taunting him (laughs) while Messi was stepping up to take the penalty and he went on to save it. We've seen him trash talk players before and he often comes out on top, doesn't he, Chesney? No, he's a a monster. From the spot, he's a fucking monster. It it doesn't matter what run of form he's going through, he's always magnificent from the spot. That's true. And I don't know, psychologically, he has it down. He's a professional yep. psychological mm-hmm. player. Like. And just looking at him, you wouldn't think the guy's a shit house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then but you watch that video of back when he was. So, so. Uh, it happened <laughs> again. <laughs> he's a shit house, you know? He's he loves brilliant. it. He's, he's brilliant. brilliant. He loves brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. got the mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, Amrabat, bro, for me. <sighs> Running the show for Morocco Honestly, in the middle. They're through Morocco, we know yes. that. Um, so are Poland, by the way. Yeah, Amrabat kept up the momentum from the league. He broke down play brilliantly. Um, he also influenced the transitional play fantastically. It's, as well. it's like you're watching him at Fiorentina. Literally, yes. He plays in the same way. Same old Amrabat. Like. I, I, I would say that he's one of the best in his position. If not, you know. In, I, in Italy. I don't think... 
In Italy, man, I don't think there's a player who's both as capable as breaking down play and, you know, keeping the play ticking as well as he is. Benasser is fucking brilliant. He's and there. probably, uh-huh. yes, technically Benasser is better than Amrabat. Mm. But then Amrabat has a physicality that, that Benasser makes up for with his aggression. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. you know, it's not quite the same. And when, you, when you're that big and that athletic at the same time, it's a massive asset for any team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, physically, he's more built for it. What I prefer about Ben Nasser is, is the manner in which he can get around yeah, players. And, as and well. the and shift, how, he's not how he shy. shifts. Exactly, from left to right he's so faster quickly. in the transition than Amrabat. Mm. With, with Ben Nasser, you concentrate a little bit more on the output. Yeah. And then Amrabat, you concentrate a bit more on breaking down play. Yeah. I like them both. It depends on what system the team plays in, though. Now yeah. that was a bark. <laughs> they probably didn't even hear it. Uh, Sabiri scored a free kick. No. Sabiri scored a fantastic free kick. Yeah, Sabiri a, a went, fluke with the goalkeeper. To be honest, he went near post. He caught yeah. him off guard. He fucked him up. That was brilliant by Sabiri, man. We've seen that Sabiri can create things out of nothing. We've seen that he has moments of brilliance. He has an interesting ceiling. This guy. I imagine him playing with a with a good say a team in the future. Yeah, man, he, he's definitely got something very, very special, man. Very special. The way he can hit a ball and, and, and his intelligence when it comes to that. He's brilliant. He's he brilliant. Is, I think his is. ceiling is very high. Yeah. Very high. And Morocco have been brilliant, of course. Their defensive record was, was very good. Um, these guys proving to be instrumental for the side. Uh, Mehdi Benatia was not there. Interesting. No, um, no. Weird seeing Morocco without the, hey. the Moroccan gunman himself. <laughs> Leo, bro, was not starting due to the massive respect Portugal have for Ronaldo. He came <laughs> off the bench, he switched up the gears and he scored a few minutes in. He came to the second game but not, was not as successful. Um, there are rumours that Ronaldo won't be starting the next Portugal game. Apparently he didn't even show up to training or something. I saying, saw something yeah, about yeah, him yeah, not we'll, being We'll see team. what's going on with him. Apparently he got a massive offer from a team in Saudi um, Arabia. Al Nasir. Al Nasir, yeah. He's going to be making something like 175 million a year. Bro, I saw um, 500 million in two years. <sighs> there have been many figures thrown yeah. around. <laughs> um, the smaller the paper, typically the higher the figure. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> the way these things go. Um, but yes, so maybe that has something to do with it. But yes, if those rumors are true, um, Leao will indeed be starting for Portugal in their next uh-huh. game. And I think, I mean, we know how Leao operates. You give Leao a full game, at some point he's going to do one of the things yeah. that he does. Like He impresses it. He gets you on the edge of your seat. Exactly. That's why he attracts so much attention overseas. Exactly. Reese James saying mm-hmm. he's one of the toughest it's, opponents. He's exactly. It's, and, and it's crazy to see because if you come on and you score right after on the first match, you'd think you'd be given more time in the second match. If that's what yeah. you can do in five, let's see what you can do in 15. You know what I mean? But it certainly hasn't been the case because his, his playtime is still not what it should be. I think he should start, yeah. personally. Or at least come on in the fucking 60th if you're not going to start. For sure, of course. He should definitely start. Um, Vanya Milinkovic-Savic, bro, is a caged giant. <laughs> <laughs> Serbia must keep him in chains in the dressing room, man, like to stop him from just clubbing everyone. Uh, he truly is a fantastic and formidable sight, man. He is, he is man. Six foot eight, fucking agile. You know, pulls off incredible saves. He's been um, really good, man. He's been solid. Commands the area, hoofs balls upfield and switches up play. He's been a top player. He's really improved yeah. from the last few seasons. 
For sure, for sure. One thing we're seeing is he's using his size to his advantage better. Yes. Like it seems like, you know, when Donnarumma used to um, stand between the sticks during a penalty, he's kind of taken that, like he's making himself yeah. big. He's really utilizing that height and, and to command his area as well. He's a beast in the entire box. We saw him for Argentina. He stood in the middle of the box during yeah. one of the, the during one of the corners. Messi went for a goal. In fact. <laughs> and if you have never seen it, Google Vanya Milinkovic Savage free kick. <laughs> okay. The nice. guy has taken free kicks for Torino in the past. And there's one of them where he struck the post, almost fucking scoring. Thunderous free kick. It's oh. crazy to see. He, yeah, he's such it. a cool player. Yeah, and we've seen him take penalties and penalty shootouts yeah. as well. He's, he's an entertaining one, man. So those were the top performers, in my opinion. Um, honorable mentions, a few players have scored. Um, Dia has scored for Cameroon. Granted, it was a gift to him. There was a defensive error. But um, mm. I liked Dia. I, I think his movement has been good. And if Senegal actually play him the ball more, yeah. um, he would be more successful. No, he's he's been good as well. It's not just obviously the output. He, he plays well with the team. Mm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Sergei Milinkovic Savic scored for Serbia, but has been deployed out wide as a mm. left winger, and that does not, in my opinion, suit him very well. This Stojkovic, whatever the fuck his name is, the manager. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sure he knows the team better than I do, but the lineup that he plays, for example, yeah. really doesn't utilize the player that the players that he has to their full potential. Like not starting Vlaovic is another one And there are these fucking rumours going around That he's fucking the sub-goalkeeper's woman (laughs) (laughs) And apparently he's being punished by not starting It's crazy man Crazy. Yeah. Mitrovic is starting ahead of him. Mitrovic has to be fair. Quite, a, quite a few goals in the Premier League this yeah. season. So yeah. But yeah, Vlaovic, do you believe the rumors? I put a poll recently, it was quite 50-50 for mm. the majority of time. I'm not sure because these things obviously happen in football. It happens even even out of football. He might have done it. I don't know, but that's not the reason as to why he's yeah. starting the game or not starting the game, I would say. Look, I don't think he did it, but there's an expression, no, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's a hell of a lot of smoke, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've seen Lozano with Mexico. He was quite ferocious, wasn't he? Mm, He he asserted himself a lot. He was very active. I think he would have hoped that he had a a slightly more successful campaign. Mexico took a while to, to turn it up. To be mm-hmm. honest, in the last game, they looked amazing against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And in fact, the commentator was saying, like, where has this Mexico side been? And it's true. Mm-hmm. They played really well. They I looked mean, like they could, they could do it. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, when you're in that bad position that you're in in the last game, like your best side comes out. You know what I yeah. mean? I think the best way to judge the team's capabilities is over the three matches. So I, re- I really don't think Mexico did enough. But obviously they were fired up in the last one and they wanted to get a result. Braun has been reliable with Tunisia. They were unfortunate not to qualify after beating France's reserve team. Um, Ampadu looked his usual hustling self with Wales. He always impresses me, Ampadu. Mm -hmm. Um, Ricardo Rodriguez was his usual leader self Mm -hmm. at, um, of course, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not impressed by Switzerland whatsoever. This World Cup, bro, I thought they turned up to most games with a defensive approach and that is unforgivable. You have to go for it in a World Cup game. Uh, And and I think when you look at the success smaller teams than Switzerland have Mm -hmm. had, I think Switzerland will be kicking themselves for taking that approach. For sure, man. Karacic was dependable for Australia. Um, Brescia's man made it through to, to the round of 16. 
he's the 26-year-old fullback, of course. Bro, Australia. I, the, that was like... The, the Socceroos, baby! The least one I was expecting, man. Yeah, the least one I was same. expecting. But they, once again, look like a unit, man. They look good, they, man. Defensively, they're sound. They look as a good team. They have absolute, like, like really not many players, yeah, I would they say, have stand out. A bunch man. of A-League players and a bunch of uh, Scottish Premier League players. Mm. Like Mui in the middle. Ah, exactly, yeah. exactly. They're, they're a fun sight to watch, man. I'm, I'm really impressed by the international teams because I always thought that like ah these guys don't train much together so it's not on the same level mm-hmm. as um as as club football because club football they go through longer periods training with of each course. other but it, it's it's like they play together all the time some of these teams the smaller teams was like you'd rather be playing in the world cup for, for Australia than playing in the A league yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so they really that that's what they look forward to all the time i just think that it's such a high stakes stage that like they try their very best and mm. they're hyper aware every second there's no there's no time to get distracted yeah. and you need to execute every move perfectly you're punished if you fuck up um yeah and i think that that you know makes them play more safely and exactly. more focused you know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and it is true they, they do perform well together bro. Some of these teams Have been quite intricate However mm-hmm. Many fans have been saying That um, this has been A low quality World Cup Low quality World Cup Maybe if we're talking about Leaky defences Like Probably if, if you look at the like fact Costa that, Rica Yeah Like the The biggest teams Are losing to the smallest teams Maybe That's the point They're trying to make Everyone's yeah. on a level playing field No ah, one really yeah, Fucking that, Stands out but uh, everyone ha- everyone stands a chance. Exactly. I, I don't think it's it's low quality at all. I think even the likes mm. of, of England, I was discussing with my colleagues today, I was telling them what a versatile team England have, man. They, they have so many direct replacements for everyone and they have weapons everywhere. Like Imagine Deserby was England's coach. <laughs> Literally. They would win every trophy like literally, literally the euros the world cup they all england it'll come home team man it'll come home if deserbi was the england manager it'll come home mm-hmm. and then and then there's there's the likes of brazil argentina france have looked really good together as well yeah. spain looked really good but now they just fucking lost to japan so that's what we're talking about you know what i mean exactly when it comes to terrible outings bro i have a few mm-hmm. players over here i think milinkovic with serbia has been For terrible sure. Um, he's been a liability on the back mean. when it comes to the defensive line, man. He's often keeping people onside and then raising his hand like, you know, offside. Yeah. Like you're keeping him on. <laughs> Run back. He plays in Italy. Yeah. In Italy. With the, Fiorentina. Exactly. With Italianos Fiorentina. But yeah, um, he's looked a little bit lethargic and one step behind, quite frankly. Um, Serbia in general have not looked very good, bro. I, I was expecting more from them. It's a bit of a shame. I think even... We'll see how they do in their last game. It's interesting because when you look at the 2018 World Cup, they also had a fantastic team on paper, a really, really good team. Remember a colleague of mine, I used to work at a restaurant, had a colleague, um, Serbian, his name was Vukashin, and he was telling me, bro, we have one of the best teams there. And I'm like, I know, I believe you. But they were terrible and they got knocked out in the, in the groups. And then after that, in the qualifiers for the 2022 World Cup, they topped Portugal. Yeah. In the group. They were the best team there. And sure. then they turn up to the actress. It's almost like they're scared of the big stage, it's man. It's true. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. When you have a whole nation watching you, the newspapers go berserk with expectations. Mm-hmm. It's it's not easy at all. And I think it might have a few hotheads in it. Not not hotheads, maybe some egos. Yes. I would say. 
because again, these are star players, man, every single one of them, but all of them want to be the big player of Serbia. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Thank you. Onana played one game and got sent home. He had a tactical tactical disagreement with the manager. He insisted on being deployed as a ball player, i.e. a sweeper-keeper. Aliou Sisse disagreed with him, of course, and sent him home. Apparently, you know, Onana was really adamant. Yeah, I I don't think it was just like, hey, I want to be a sweeper-keeper. Fuck off. Go home. Get the fuck out. (laughs) I really don't think that was the case. I think... Onana was rebelling and, and like, I won't play if you're, if you're not going to deploy me as a tweeper keeper. I'm a tweeper keeper. I want to be a tweeper keeper. Have you ever heard of Simone and Zaki, man? I've waited the game, go swap someone else, go keeper. I'm tired of keeper, I want to play. <laughs> I mean, you're in I'm the striker, world. I'm striker, I'm saying. You're in the world. Copy, your manager yeah. is telling you, listen, yeah. f- focus on the box, focus on the box. He's the boss. Exactly. You have to do what the boss says, man. Exactly. You don't have a boss. The boss was in your situation. He played in the World Cup with Senegal. Yeah. Exactly. Lautaro, bro, he was hard, harshly done by offside calls um, during the first game for Argentina, but still has failed to score. I was expecting him to mm. have kind of a breakout at this World Cup. Yeah, I, I thought he'd be. When you look at the talent around him, feeding him, and him being such a great finisher, yeah, I was expecting more from him. Does this go to the conversation we have all the time about him? Maybe he's yeah. only really good in a two up front. Or maybe he's simply yeah. not used to the being the, the sole man up front. With, with Inter, he's always been deployed As with a, a striker near striker, him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's true. That, that's, um, that's fair enough. He, alongside a target man, a big guy up front, he performs very well. Exactly, which is why so, we saw him do so well with Lukaku a couple of seasons exactly. ago. As you mentioned, um, Vlaovic shagged the goalkeeper's wife and has barely been shirt <laughs> for that reason. Um, the most latest, the most recent one for us was uh, Lukaku's disaster class oh, for yeah. Belgium. Their mm. most recent game, their last game of the World Cup. Bro, what did you make of that Lukaku performance? I, it's one of the worst striking performances <laughs> I've ever seen. Because you have four chances that are all deemed bad misses. I guess the one <laughs> yes. where the ball was cunted into his shin... I guess you can say he didn't have time to react and he's a big stocky striker so you wouldn't expect him to score that. But the other three, oh my God, the header, absolutely open goal just just to put it in. He had one, it was a, a long ball, a long cross whipped in perfectly past the goalkeeper, past all the defenders. Yeah. He's there and he chests it into the goalkeeper yeah. instead of being agile and mobile enough to volley it in. He saw it coming from a mile away, like, man. Yeah, it was a horrendous display. But to be fair to Lukaku, this was his first game back properly in like seven months. You know, he's rusty, he's shaking off the rust. Um, he was featuring for Chelsea. He came back for Inter, he scored, he got injured again. He's far from fully fit, of course, and I think mentally uh, he's he's not close to being optimal at all. No, but exactly, you could see all yeah. that, man. Yeah, you, you could, could see all of it in him. And uh, Belgium's golden generation uh, had a lot of pressure yeah, to, to perform. This was their last dance. There was De Bruyne who publicly came out and said, like, we're... We're getting old, man. We're tired. I mean, like, well, are, you, are you kidding me? Croatia are old and tired as well, yeah. but they're still fucking no, that killing was a, it. A, a stupid comment to make, but Belgium don't play well now for the same reason that they didn't play well back when they were all physically in their prime. Yeah. Except they're a bit worse now because, yes, they're a little bit older. Right? I see that. Yes. I see that. 
the fact that they still rely on Vertonghen and and, and Alder Wild at yeah. the back is what <laughs> Eden and yeah. Thorgan still in your team after what Eden has been through recently. Sure, you bring him to the World Cup, but maybe don't start him. Yeah, don't, don't start think... strikers everywhere. They're playing. Mertens, Carrasco, Lukaku, Thorgan Hazard, Eden Hazard, all mm. these players so attacking might relax. That's true. Relax. And yes, the person in charge has plenty of time to relax as Martinez has been sacked by Belgium. So No, no, he wasn't he wasn't sacked. He he decided before the World Cup that he was gonna leave. He's been sacked at the end of <laughs> Say a spotlight, you heard it here. <laughs> he decided before the World Cup, I'm gonna Leave Belgium after this. Yes, my okay. last Good. Football. I mean, he wasn't too sad, in my opinion. He wasted an entire generation of footballing talent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Get sacked. Like. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, now you look at Belgium's team, and, and it's true. None of them, none of none of them are in their prime. Right. Witzel is still there. Courtois in his prime. Yes. Courtois the Poor best guy. he's ever been. Yeah. Madonna. And De Bruyne. It's I still the Bruyne. Nothing. Yeah, but I didn't see anything from him. Oh, I mean, he played all those balls to Lukaku, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, CDK as well had a bit of a mare, but of course that was expected. Um, mm. You know, there's a lot of pressure on the kid right now. I liked Serginio Dest, bro, with the USA. Mm. He was instrumental mm. going forward. And mm. their offensive play, but he's a key part of it. And come on, USA, the great. <laughs> like, you, you made it, man. You made it through. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for... The US of A, and yeah. I'm happy for it, Dest as well. It, he does see more himself with them. Obviously, the guy is still adapting to yeah. not your normal league, man, a very tactical league where you have to be very, very disciplined with yeah. every step that you make. And he has some more freedom with the US, and, and yeah. he's good on the ball, man. He's good at attacking. He's strong, man. He can get back quick as well. Yeah. He looks good. So he looks very good. And the USA look very good too. They have players who all play in Europe. Mm-hmm. They're a great team, man. They have players from Villarreal, they have players from Chelsea, Milan, mm-hmm. they have Juventus, they have players from everywhere. Arsenal. Yeah. It's just funny to see, bro, that when whenever England play, mm-hmm. all right, like England played the USA, they played this talented USA team. England are so overrated that the odds are always mental. Mm. I played a USA or draw in a mm-hmm. group stage match. And the odds were 2.5. Mm. USA or draw. I put 30 euro on the Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I would but, not have pleased that. No, I'm not going to lie. What are you talking about, bro? The, England are really good at like lurking outside the area. Mm-hmm. And then uh, no one plays it to Kane. I guess what you Kane mean. leaves the box and then creates something because Kane is a fantastic player. Like he's a, he's a great mm-hmm. playmaker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he creates everything for them. And, and, and to be honest, I do think that they're a bunch of 100 million euro men who I personally wouldn't pay 100 million euro for. Maybe I wouldn't pay 100 million euro for most of their players, Mm -hmm. bro. But the fact of the matter, in my opinion, they have such a talented group of players. And so many of them, the fact that you have to choose between players like Foden, Grealish, Rashford, Sancho, Mm. Two of them or one of them starts and the others are benched. But they're all having a tough time domestically. But then like Rashford comes in and he does that, mm. for example. We know Grealish is capable of coming in and doing something. Kane is capable of doing something. And and then you look at the midfield. You have Calvin Phillips on the bench, for example. Mm-hmm. They're a very, very talented group of players. I love their goalkeeper. Yeah. Pickford is, is a shit house. A shit yeah, house. Nice. And, uh, Chesney from Wish. Like, <laughs> 
I think they're a very talented bunch. No, I think it says a lot about yeah. USA that they managed to hold them. Of course. I mean, they're a talented bunch. The USA are also a talented bunch. Yes. That's a, that's yeah. I, I think, I think, as in words, separate them. I think, I think yeah. England will progress, obviously, way further than you and than the US. I got a question. Uh, I got a question. Hadn't heard that one in a while. We are back with the question segment for this episode. We kind of miss. We, I miss the question segment. I miss it too. But you know, the episodes are long enough the way they are. Like I don't want to make them too long. Yeah, I do miss it though, man. We should do it every now and then. Uh-huh. Why not? Uh-huh. Yes, let's let's engaging. start doing that. Yes, it's more engaging. So thank you very much, those who have sent in your questions. We're going to be going through them to drop us a question for future episodes. You can follow us on Seiya Spotlight on Instagram or Twitter. And follow our TikTok as well. Our TikTok is um, pretty, pretty Lit. good. Yeah, pretty nifty. Our first hot take comes from Luca at ACM Legend 22 <laughs> on okay. Twitter. Rovella would start for this current Juve side had they not loaned him out. Oof. I mean, interesting because without injuries, it's pretty stacked over there. Yes, but with injuries, he would have started a few. With with injuries, he'd be consistent right now. He'd be consistently in the team. Yeah, and he's very, very good. He could do them a fucking service. Yeah, yeah. I I think we, even when we're speaking about our tops and flops, we rated him pretty highly, man. He's been having a great season, really good at making this team... Everyone's a newbie. He's a newbie himself, and he's making the entire team gel himself from True. midfield. He's doing great. Um, he's developing very nicely too. He also asks Simone Bastoni is the best Bastoni in the league. He didn't ask it; he said it actually. Simone Bastoni is the best Bastoni in the league. What do you think? <laughs> you know what, bro? Yes, I think. <laughs> I think if you had to look at who influences his side more, who is more pivotal to his team. Simona Bastoni is more pivotal to Spezia than, than Alessandro Bastoni is to Inter. Who is the better player on paper? Alessandro Bastoni. Who has the higher ceiling? Alessandro Bastoni. But Simona Bastoni, of course, is very fun to watch. Yeah, I think, I think if you were to look at both of them, I think Alessandro devoted to that centre-back position. And as a centre-back, he's the better player. Yes, yes. yes. Um, however... Simone is very instrumental. He's very versatile. Like you're saying, he's very fun to watch as well. Mm-hmm. On certain days, especially the season so far, I have every reason to believe that Simone Bastoni is the best Bastoni in the league. But I think overall, yeah. you, have to, you just have to give it to Alessandro. The versatility point is a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instaflin325 yeah. on Instagram. Flingerman, our friend. <laughs> has asked us who will win the Dest Derby. The Dest Derby being the <laughs> Netherlands against the United States of America. Ooh, that's such a good game, man. That's, they're quite yeah. similar. Um, I, I, I would I'm going to say the US. Yeah, same. I, I'm going to say the US. I don't like the tactical setup of the Netherlands at mm. all. I don't like what Louis van Gaal has been doing with them. They're very defensive. He doesn't make the most out of their offensive players. He's got Memphis Depay up there, you know, like, like he's barely utilizing him. They've got Dumfries who's yeah. been forced to defend and hasn't looked that good to be honest with I you. I haven't enjoyed watching them just like I haven't yeah. enjoyed watching Switzerland, Poland and all these, these other teams. Yeah. So the US on the other hand is a team that I've been enjoying watching quite a bit and 
I think they might have what it takes, man. If they go out and play that fucking fun to watch football that they do, and the Dutch are just very conservative and not exciting and not explosive going forward, I think the US might actually get something done here. Yeah, the Netherlands probably appear to be more street smart, so we'll see if the USA will be naive since they don't have much experience on this stage. I have been impressed by the Netherlands' Cody Gakpo, though. He has looked very, very good. Yeah, I think he's... The only player, definitely the only player this this World Cup so far, um, to score in every single fixture, to score oh, in all yeah. three fixture three has, fixtures of the group stage. Has he scored in all three? I thought he scored mm-hmm. in two, three. Holy shit, that's crazy. Our boy Pablo Pablo DNS asks, "Who are your favorites that you hope will go far?" In the World Cup Ooh. I have been saying this since day one For me it's Argentina When Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia I said Argentina For me Argentina won this World Cup I like them as a unit I like them as a collective I think they all want to give it to Messi Literally not in the sexual way I think that um, They have the fans behind them I, I think It's it's such a special team yeah. This current Argentina team And mm-hmm. I think they'll go all the way I, I agree I think Argentina will go all the way still I'm, I'm mm. remaining loyal to my original opinion. And now the path is looking decent for them, huh? It is, it is. It's looking okay. Um, however, that being said, I'm really enjoying Morocco. And when yeah. when it comes to a more fun rather than prediction, I'm really, really rooting for Morocco. Yeah, I would like That's an underdog, I have to be honest as well. Morocco, I'd like Serbia would be a nice oh, one. Serbia imagine, be... imagine. No, as in like I'm yeah. rooting overall for Serbia, but yeah. the story of Morocco is, is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I would have to say uh, I would like one of the smaller nations to win it this time, but I do think Argentina will win. Our boy Chesco, Chesco underscore 11 on Instagram, the Roma fan. He asks, have you guys ever kissed and made eye contact for 20 seconds plus after a Milan goal? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we do it even if Milan don't score. Like. Exactly. <laughs> we do it at kickoff. At the first water break, half time, second water break, then the final whistle. Exactly. To be honest, we don't even look at the screen. <laughs> it's like when you go to the cinema with a girl when you're 17. like. Yeah. And you can't open your eyes while you're doing that. No. 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 You have to feel it in the moment. Exactly. Although sometimes I do open my eyes to look at you. So... <laughs> <laughs> My brother never caught you. He's <laughs> <laughs> going on for way too <laughs> Fuck you, Jesco. I love the fuck. What the fuck is that question, bro? Hey, uh. Come on, man. Ask us about the Rome and how wank they are. About <laughs> <laughs> why Tammy Abraham or Bellotti aren't fucking scoring. <laughs> Brilliant question. I enjoyed it. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Say A Spotlight. Guys, once again, you can follow us on our socials at Say A Spotlight. Do reach out. Please remember to bother Matthew if he does not release an episode. Hashtag please Matt make a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I promise. I'll definitely come up with one. Um, hopefully two. Yep, guys, remember to rate us five stars as well, wherever you're listening. Um, You guys are the best for continuing to follow us. We saw our Spotify wrap today and we were overwhelmed by the amount of listeners that we're gathering. And the support that we're getting overall is amazing, man. 45 people on Spotify have have us as as their number one most listened to podcast. Please, if that's you, reach out. We'd like to know who you are. We already know who some of you are, but please do reach out. 125 or some shit like that people Mm. have us in their 
in their top 10, man. That was actually crazy to see. Like, thank you very much, guys. It's, it's, it's quite overwhelming considering as well that we started just a year and a half ago. 170 have us in their top 10. Jesus, 127 in, in top, their top five. five. Yeah. Wow. 40 thank countries. People listen from 40 countries. So shout out to the USA, shout out to Australia, shout out to Eastern Europe, shout out to all of you guys. All of you. And the UK. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Well, I will see you next week. Let's bid Jake a safe journey to Africa. Have a safe journey, Jake. And leave it up to me, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Tell me-